Hello, my Food Moon friends. Welcome to Chandra's Asses and Odyssey. Sitting here with a heavy heart. One of my clients yesterday said, oh, I can feel you. So I'm kind of guessing you can feel, probably feel me too. Um, yeah, I'm recording this. Um, it'll be a couple weeks before you guys see this, but just feeling all of the stuff in the Middle East, just seriously feeling it. So showing up with my heavy heart, trying to do normal things and recording a video. And today's video, I actually want to talk about flowers, cut flowers. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zoss, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. I have a really cool new friend here in Reno and she did her master's thesis, I believe, on cut flowers and I think specifically cut roses. And since she and I talked, I literally have not bought cut flowers since she told me, I basically told her, I was like, so what are the three big bullet points of what you discovered and studied from cut flowers, cut roses? And she told me three really important things that will be interesting to see how, how fast I can recall them because I know there's three. But they but I asked her for three bullet points and since she told me them, I literally have not bought cut flowers. These were given to us as a gift. We had some friends over for dinner and they brought a bouquet of flowers and I literally was like, ah! <laughs> because one of the points that my friends my friend made was that the regulation on pesticides for cut flowers is very low. And so for me, I think microbiome. And when I did my, I did a whole semester of speeches in speech class on organic and basically learned about what organic was. And this is like in the year 2000. So we're talking more than a couple decades ago. And for me, one of the huge points of why organic became so important to me was one for my own health, like I didn't want to be putting uh, pesticides and herbicides in my body that were going to affect my own personal microbiome, my own personal health, but also that the farmers actually experience an even higher level of exposure and it's really even more detrimental to their health. So for me, I support organic both for the farmer's health and my own health. I mean, we could also include the earth in there because, yeah. So I, so, you know, she made this point. She was like, you know, what they're allowed to spray on cut flowers is pretty gnarly. It's like way not like, you know, not even close to food grade. And then we go there and we stick our nose in these pesticides. And I was like, oh my gosh, I literally have not bought cut flowers since then. And I haven't smelled these flowers either because of this realization. And Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. I find that so much of gut health and our overall general health, it has to do oftentimes with not knowing or not knowing why. Like there's this whole fad of eating organic, but why, you know, why? Why eat organic? Why bother? Because people are just saying I should because everybody else is doing it. And so I really like to really understand and teach the why behind it. And so I have this whole motto in my food education course around the microbiome and my whole motto is feed the friendly and starve the unfriendly. And so it's basically a, a mindset and a way to understand how our microbiome works 
and what we can do to both support the good friendly bacteria that helps with digestion, helps with weight control, helps with mood, has all of these helps with our immune system, has all these effects, and then also not feeding the unfriendly bacteria that cause all these overgrowths or cause brown teeth, that would be like in the oral microbiome, or cause, you know, or leave the skin open for infections and dermatitis. And there's just so many, so much connected to this like invisible world of microbiome that really matters. Now, let me see if I can remember the other two points of the cut flowers. The other one was environmental impact because of how much energy it takes to both ship these flowers around really fast and then also keep them refrigerated. So whether it's, she made the example of a, of a refrigerator, like four roses, like at an airport or something, and like just the amount of energy it takes. Now, what was the other third one? Environmental microbiome health impact. I didn't write this down, obviously. There was a third point. The microbiome for me is the biggest because I am so health focused. If that third point doesn't come to me, I might not get back to it. I'm giving myself a lot of gentleness with all of the heavy emotions that I'm feeling. My brain is not functioning. It's actually one of the things I teach in my program about what's happening with our brain in, in stress and how we actually can't make higher level decisions. Our memory is actually affected. We're not as present, we're missing things. Yeah, I am totally experiencing this this, this week. So what I have done since I learned about cut flowers and roses, I have been collecting plants from outside and flowers from outside. This is like a dried plant, so there's actually not even water here. This will probably, we'll probably have this for quite a while. It normally lives up there by the sink. And this leaves on our table. There's all of this really awesome wild sage here in this area and it smells amazing and it's beautiful. So this sits on our dining room table. And then throughout the year, like we can gather lots of beautiful things from nature, trees, leaves, um, even weeds. This is probably considered a weed. Um, and then I also have like these little cute guys. So having, I still love having plants and having life inside of my house but I do not like having pesticides both in my own body and then also in all everyone who's smelling them. So, and also the farmers, that, that is a big piece for me too. The third point is not coming to me, so I'm just gonna roll with it. I do wanna give you a update on where I'm at with my coaching. I have some, I'm really I'm doing a massive refresh on my website right now and really, refreshing my message and 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 such and one of the really cool exciting things that's happening right now is I am opening up space for group coaching you might have already heard me talk about this but I'm in the mean at right now I'm just reaching out to who I know so and I already I'm really close to having a couple groups filled and the idea here is, but this has been my idea since the beginning of my business is to make this work more available. And group coaching is a way to make it more financially available to more people. My larger goal is to move to a membership and make it even more financially available. But this is the step that I'm at right now. So if you're having wanting to work with me and you're wanting to get into my food mood program, but the the, the higher price point was, was, it, was hard for you, then reach out to me and let's talk about a group coaching, it's much more affordable. And you know, honestly, in all my group work that I did at Esalen, I have actually found that it can be even more effective than one-on-one -on -one coaching because you get to be in 
you get to be watching somebody else go through their process and be in the hot seat and feel the emotions of whatever it is they're working on. And when we're in that emotional state, it's harder to learn. And so when you're observing, you can learn from the situation and apply it to your own self. And so I have found that I've even had bigger profound changes while witnessing somebody else and applying it to my life. So group work is powerful, really, really powerful. I love group work. And I also have just come to really, one of the biggest roadblocks that most people have around food is the social piece whether it's with kids and birthday parties or family gatherings or just going out to dinner with friends or even just trying to order in a restaurant, there's the whole social piece. And so I really know in my bones that like having this community group aspect of like creating this, my whole goal is to like de and renormalize like what real food is. And so I know that a big part of that step and part of this process is going to be like starting to create this food tribe and starting to create this togetherness around food, like real actual nourishing food. So I'm really excited. If this is calling to you, please reach out to me. You can email me, you can go to my website, you can, wherever you're seeing this video, you can comment and we can get in touch. We can talk about group coaching. I am still seeing one-on-one -on -one clients. I am not ready to give that up. I love my one-on-one -on -one clients. So that's also still an option. And yeah, reach out to me and question those flowers. I um, I just find that there's so many little tiny but big deal pieces to health. You know, there's all of these little hacks and it's just what I'm obsessed with and I love talking about and learning about and sharing about. And so if you're wanting to get more of this like health, whether it's cut flowers or microbiome stuff or stress or emotional stuff, whatever it is, I also do a lot of like soul stuff like purpose and connecting to our higher self and there's so much. So my clients keep telling me like, you need to have someone interview you. One client in particular was like, you have to have someone interview you. You have so much life experience that is not apparent from the from your website or apparent from the outside. So yeah, it's a special time. And if you're into the group, reach out to me. And I hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. And yeah, and I also hope that you're feeling your feelings and allowing them to move through your body and not letting them build up and create issues in our tissues. It is not fun or easy to sit with our hard emotions, but it's harder to resist them. And it's a lot of the work that I do in the beginning part of my program is like when we're resisting our emotions, most of the time it's unconscious. That's what causes our anxiety and our depression and our state of stress. And so I really encourage you to lean in and feel, go spend time with your feelings. I'm gonna go for a big walk right now be with this heavy, this heavy feeling in my chest. So I encourage you to do the same. Have a beautiful day. I'll see you soon.